Joan. Young Joan Bennett Kennedy gazed out upon a cold but clear Cape Cod morning from the veranda of the large three-story clappered house owned by her in-laws, Rose and Joseph P. Kennedy. Ignoring the many friends, family members, photographers, and secret service agents coming and going, rushing in and out of the house and slamming the screen door behind them, she quietly slipped into a knee-length wool coat before wrapping a silk scarf around her head. As she walked down the porch's few wooden steps, she tied the scarf below her neck to keep her blonde hair from being mussed by unpredictable ocean breezes. After a stroll across an expansive, well-manicured lawn, and then down a wood-chipped pathway, she would find herself on the sandy coves where the Kennedys went to seek rare moments of privacy and reflection. Once there, Joan walked along the shore of wild dune grass and sand, and slowly headed for the breakwater. It was November 9, 1960. In what would turn out to be the closest election race in American history once all the votes were tabulated, Joan's brother-in-law, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, had been elected 35th President of the United States. In fact, he had received only about 100,000 more popular votes than Richard M. Nixon, out of some 103 million cast the equivalent of about one vote per precinct. This close call would find Jack ensconced in the most powerful office in the world. A lot to take in for any member of Kennedy's close-knit family, but especially for Joan, the least politically inclined of them all. As Joan walked along the beach, other family members celebrated Jack's victory in a fashion so typical of the Kennedys by playing a raucous game of touch football in Rose's and Joseph's sprawling beachfront yard. William Walton, an old friend of the family's who had assisted Jack in the campaign and who was now his and Jackie's houseguest, was on one of the teams. He recalled, that family had the meanest football players ever put together. The girls were worse than the men. They'd claw, scratch, and bite when they played touch football. Playing to win was a family characteristic. Jack, Bobby, Teddy, Peter Lawford, Eunice, and Ethel. Tough players all. That's my brother Jack, Bobby said with a laugh as the new president fumbled the ball. All guts, no brains. The president-elect, dressed in a heavy sweater over a sports shirt, tan slacks, and loafers, took a tumble. As he raised himself from the soft ground, his shock of brown hair must and his blue eyes twinkling, he looked more like a high school student than the next leader of the free world. The only reminder of his age, 43, and his aching back, was the groan he let out as he got to his feet. Joan, the youngest Kennedy wife at 24, had arrived the night before from her home in Boston without her boyishly handsome husband, Ted. He showed up in the morning by plane from the West Coast, where, as the campaign's Rocky Mountain coordinator, he had been given charge of 13 states, 10 of which had been lost, including the important one, California. Joan and Ted were parents of a baby daughter, Cara, born in February of that year. They had been married for a little over two years and were about to move from their first home, a modest townhouse in Lewisburg Square, the most exclusive part of Beacon Hill, into a three-story, ivy-covered, red-brick house, 
one of 15 others in a horseshoe-shaped enclave in nearby Charles River Square. Ted had actually wanted to move to California to get out of his brother's shadow and away from the overwhelming Kennedy family influence. In fact, when he and Joan went there to look for a home, Joan enjoyed the West Coast so much, she began to anticipate a contented life there, raising the large family she hoped one day to bear in year-round California sunshine. However, much to her dismay, the Kennedy patriarch, Joseph, wouldn't hear of such a move. He suggested, insisted actually, that the newlyweds return to the Washington area. As Joan would tell it, and that was the end of that. She expressed amazement at Ted's compliance and the way he changed their plans without another word being spoken about it, even to his own wife. A year and a half earlier, the family...